episode 14 and as i'm hitting record craig was just about to ask a question because his timing is always impeccable so why don't you go ahead riv Elliot Friedman with us, as everybody knows. Like, I don't know what, Elliot, you've been doing podcasts for a long time. Craig, hold off on your question because I really don't care about it. You've been doing podcasts for a long time. Do I have to say who my guest is? It's not like live radio where you're like, we're joined right now where someone could click on and say, oh, I wonder who they're talking to. I don't recognize the voice where you have to reset, say who it is, say what station you are and what you're talking about. Whereas this is like, they, if you choose to pick, listening to after the whistle you know what you're clicking you, you know who's on because it's in the headline there's also yeah there's a description there too right like this is our guest and, and they're on from this time until this time so I, I just think it's never a bad thing to do it once at the beginning and maybe once during it but it's not as much as radio for sure i agree with you on that okay all right well now craig you can have the floor i don't Hi, even craig. remember what i was going to say good morning elliot <laughs> always, always puts a smile on my face to see see Elliot. You know, he's everything's all good and uh, got lots to talk about. We didn't uh, weren't able to. You were busy last week, and uh, you know we always miss you having on because you have so much information. But let's fire away. Your oh, information. I just I just love your your perspective. And I got one. I got, I got a bomb. I want to drop on you right away, Elliot. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Who wants to buy the Penguins when Crosby and Malkin are at the end? Like, you're going to buy really high because they have a new building, but good luck filling it when they start losing and rebuilding in a couple of years. Here, here's what you're, you're missing in this. Oh, I like that. I'm missing something. Okay. Right now, all of these things are, first of all, you still have Crosby for a few more years. Um, and secondly, you know they're going to be aggressive. Um, like, for example, say they don't re-sign Malkin and Latang for argument's sake. That money's going to go somewhere. They're going to sign someone. They're not going to be excited about, you know, just being a bad team for five years. They're still going to have Crosby, and that's going to attract people there. So that's number one. Uh, number two, um, this, is, this is all about content. You know, what Fenway Sports Group is doing is they've got the Red Sox. They've got Liverpool. They're, they're going to add the Penguins, assuming something weird doesn't happen. And from what I've heard, Andrew, they're not done yet. You know, they could add a basketball team. A NFL ownership is, is, a, is a little bit complicated, but they'll be looking at that kind of a thing too. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to grow. And eventually, like, this is – if you're really into the business of sports, you're kind of aware of this story – the whole way that sports is going to be distributed to people is about to change. People are cord cutting. Uh, some of these regional TV deals, some of these networks are in big financial trouble. Um, so what could happen is Fenway Sports Group could eventually say, look, if you want to watch Liverpool, if you want to watch the Red Sox, if you want to watch the Penguins, if you want to watch whatever else we buy, you're going to do it on the Fenway Sports Group app. So, it's, it's not only buying the team, it's a content play as, as much as anything else is too. So, and, you know, on Saturday night, you know, we reported that before going to the Penguins, Fenway asked Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, the owner of the Leafs, the Raptors, Toronto FC, the Argonauts, and the arena, and a lot of land, would you be interested in a merger? So we, we might be seeing a lot more of these. Animals. What kind of cash do they have? They got money. 
Well, I mean, if you're yeah, like, I, mean, I have a lot of money. Yeah. They got money. <laughs> Liverpool, you know, I, I guess my question where, where I would go with this is, you know, you have a 34 year old Sidney Crosby, you have a 35 year old, uh, Evgeny Malkin, um, you know, Chris, uh, Chris Letang has been one of my favorite defensemen in the national hockey league is 34. Mm-hmm. At what point in time do you start to restock the cupboards and redo this whole thing? Um, and, 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 you know, essentially, you know, a long time ago, and this was a long time ago, 12, 13 years ago, they picked Marc-Andre Fleury first overall. Mm-hmm. And they followed it up with a, a, a Evgeny Malkin second overall. Then they picked a Sidney Crosby first overall. And then they picked Jordan Stahl third overall. And mm-hmm. they started from scratch. It was a very bad team for a long time, but they were patient. And three Stanley Cups later, I think they're, I think they're very happy with what they've done. And I, I think a new group that's coming in, could you see them, you know, trade away these superstar Hall of Fame hockey players to stock the cupboard and do it all over again? Well, the one thing, the one thing about Crosby you have to remember is that he, you know, he's still under contract for a while. Um, you know, Crosby, his contract, I'm just at a reasonable price. Well, yeah, well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, any price for Sidney Crosby is a reasonable price. You know, Connor McDavid's making 12 and a half million. I'd still argue he's underpaid for argument's sake. So Crosby's got three more years after this one under contract and his, his cap hit is eight, seven. His actual salary is, is 3 million a year. So if you're Pittsburgh, you know, you can do a lot with that kind of thing. Now, you're right, Craig. There's a decision to be made on Latang. There's a decision to be made on Malkin. And those are big decisions. But if I have Sidney Crosby for three more years, a guy who's still very near the top of his game, I'm, I'm, I'm going around to people and I'm saying, look, you know, we can do things with Sidney Crosby. And as now we'll see if this changes too. But the Penguins' ultimate mentality has also been, as long as we have Crosby and Malkin and Latang, we're going for it. So do you think that's going to change at all in three years? I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that's going to. Now, do I think that Ron Hextall was hired partly because he knows how to find prospects and, and find players? Yes, I do. I think the Penguins realize at some point in time they're and going Bri- to have... And Brian Burke. Well, Burke is just... Burke is just there to, to talk to people so Hextall doesn't have to. Like okay, great. <laughs> but, but, there's, but Hextall there's a, knows how to find players. He does. And that's what they're there for. There's a ho- lot of hockey knowledge that has been doing this a very long time. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, if you want to restart your organization, you need guys that know hockey that have been doing this a very long time. And whether Brian Burke is the, the face and he's out talking to all the people. So Ron Hextall doesn't, there's still a lot of information coming in. And yes. I just, I just look at Pittsburgh and I just think, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I don't think that, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, the Chris Letang, these guys five, six years ago were the elite of the elite in the National Hockey League. Pittsburgh was considered the top two, three teams in the league. For me, I do not see them ever coming close to winning a Stanley Cup. I don't think... Now listen, I know they're great players and they're stars, but I don't think the internal drive 
to win a Stanley Cup is the same because they've already won three. And they're I think this. I think, I think you're old. wrong. I think you're wrong there because I think I think they would like to try to maybe win one more in the next year or two with those two mm-hmm. guys. Then maybe they don't have a chance. They do I don't not know. have a chance. I don't know. You'll never have an issue bringing. I don't want this whole thing to be about about Pittsburgh, but I mean, you'll never have an issue bringing any players in as long as Crosby and Malkin are there. Okay, mm-hmm. ever right? Because everybody wants to play with those guys. Because if you play with them, you got a chance to win. Now, if Pittsburgh sucks, no one wants to go to Pittsburgh. I'm just saying that right now. But but because they're there, anybody will go there. And because they're there, they always have a chance, in my opinion. Now, Elliot, I didn't want to start that off by making it sound like what sucker would buy the pens. You know what I mean? Like, like slap shot, you know? But I just look at those two players getting older and you know, that's just basically where I went from that. And you said something that was interesting. If you're into the business of sports and I am, I love the business of sports, but I love this conversation and it, it, it all sparked uh, from my ignorance, I guess. So sometimes they say, you know, ignorance can be beneficial. <laughs> look how much information we got out of Elliot Riv right there. Um, I don't, I don't want to make every show about the Sabres and Jack Eichel just because we live in Buffalo, but what is that? We haven't had you on in a couple of weeks for yeah. whatever circumstances. Um, What's the latest on Eichel's neck? Is there, believe, is there an update? I, I, I believe he was – I don't know where he is right now, but he had the surgery, and he was supposed to go to Carolina to do rehab there with his, with his guy. And that's, that's, just, that's just where it is. He's so something like uh, he'll start rehab or, or training. Start, or whatever. I believe he started rehab and training already, and we'll see how soon he can get on the ice. I mean, like, how does that work? You know, and I, and this, it would be interesting to know a little bit more information when you talk about rehab. Like, yeah. is, is, Jack, is Jack able to move his neck? Is he able yes. to – so, as far so as how I is know, the rehab? Like, well, the when you have like, a disc replacement in your yeah. neck, describe to me, like – because I remember when I had – I've had both my shoulders done, I've had my knee done, I've had wrists – you're usually in a cast or a sling for six weeks or whatever, and you can't mm-hmm. move it. And how is it with a disc replacement? How, like, is Jack able to move his neck? Is like, how is yes, he is. Um, I, like, I don't know exactly everything, Craig. So I, I'd hate to guess. Um, you know, I, I think that what I was told was it's outpatient surgery. Like he, he didn't have to go, um, he didn't have to stay in the hospital after he had the surgery. Wow. So he had outpatient surgery. And then I believe he was, I believe it was in Denver. I think it's out there, but I, I just off the top of my head, I believe it was in Denver. And I think he was staying in that area for a few days just to make sure there were no complications. And then he was supposed to go to Carolina because that's where uh, his, uh, I guess his guru on this, Dr. Mark Lindsay is right now. So that's where he was supposed to go to train with him. Now, as for how hard the training is or what it is exactly, I can't answer that. But, you know, the, the, basically it's not like an old school neck surgery where you got the surgery and then you were immobilized for a while. Now, is, is he going around throwing cars around a parking lot? I would assume he's probably not. But um, I do think there's more that you're allowed to do in the short term after this surgery as opposed to say like a fusion i i have you other know, I questions i just want to say once once again like yeah like, like like i hope it works like like i'll like i'll tell you guys yeah. something like I've, I've gotten a few dms from sabers fans who are not happy with me right now and that's okay like i i think everybody like 
everybody has their opinion. I don't have any problem with it. And Sabres fans are some of the greatest in the NHL. So I appreciate the fact that they're, you know, reading and following, even if they don't like what I have to say. They feel that uh, some, some, not all of them, some of them feel that I've been too biased in favor of Eichel throughout this process. And, you know, what I've said to a couple of them, because I've engaged with a couple who've been really good to talk to. And I've just said, look, like, I just think it was wrong in this situation that he couldn't get the care he wanted. Okay. Yeah. That's why I felt very passionately about it. And, but now, you know, now this is where, what, what, what really the whole thing is, is that, you know, Jack Eichel fought for this process. Now we're going to, the Sabres weren't crazy about it for sure. Now we're going to find out if it works. And, you know, the one thing is, is that I do want it to work. Um, It's a, it's a young person's career. It's a young person's life. Uh, I want it to work, but you know, we don't know. Like we just, we're in uncharted territory here, guys. We don't, we don't know. And you know what? It might, when we say we hope it works, it's not going to be even watching Jack right away. It could take years. You want to make sure that I hope that Jack for his sake, he's, he is, it was an, uh, an enjoyment for me to be able to watch Jack here in Buffalo because he did some things with that puck and, and the way that he plays the game, he is an extremely exciting hockey player. And I hope that he has a long career ahead of him, but it's when we're, when you talk about, you know, I hope it works. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to look two, three, four years down the line and hopefully he does not have lingering issues that hold him out because of the next situation. You hope that uh, he can get healthy and put it all behind him and have a a long, uh, long career. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You, always, you always, what were we going to say, Elliot? I didn't want to, I don't want to cut you off. Well, I was just going to say like, I'm all, I'm, you know, that first hit, right? Like Craig, you know, like, yeah. you know, you were a head hunter when you played, you, you looked Ooh. for the injured guys and wanted to knock their brains out. So that was just reputation, wasn't it, Elliot? <laughs> wow. Like, you know, it's amazing. And guys like me wanted to deal with it, but he wouldn't go near guys like me, Elliot. <laughs> no, but like, like, no, I, I was kidding about that, but you know, he's going to take his first big hit and we're all going to be looking at it and saying, Okay, like we hope this holds. Like that, at the end of the day, like you I know what want, I'm gonna I want tell people you to be healthy and do well. That's my man, my mentality, um, which I think was the mentality of a large part of the league. By the way, it was not just me. And you said, uh, you know, understanding when guys are injured, mm-hmm. and you knew that when guys had maybe a certain uh, back injury or something going on, we knew about it. And I'm not saying that we targeted players but we targeted players because that's what you did you had to be hard on players that you knew had injuries and um you know when in in jack's situation for me if i was a player i would not want to be the first player in the national hockey league to put a big check on jack Mm. eichel and that's just me like i i just think a neck is very very different than a bad shoulder you know a hip or a you know a knee or something like that i just feel like uh i don't know i don't know the mentality of the players nowadays but um you certainly don't want to be responsible for potentially paralyzing a player. Yeah. Like if you, if you knock him out because you dislocate his shoulder or he ends up cracking a rib or something, yeah. or, you no, know, that's, that's one thing. But the other, 
Yeah, I, I completely understand. Too, my, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a neck oh, yeah. is very different. A neck is very different. And, and like you said, Elliot, I hope that he can come back. I hope that he can get healthy. And I hope that he can do do great things for Vegas. You know, he's I don't I don't want Jack not to do well. I, I would never want an individual player to do well. It didn't work out here in Buffalo. He mm-hmm. he gave what he could. It didn't work out here in Buffalo. Move on. And you know what? I really like uh, like what the Sabres and Kevin Adams did uh, with that trade, and I think it's going to be great. So move on. There's not a game in Buffalo that I am looking forward to more than Jack Eichel's return because I because your inbox, which I, I want to know what the DM said by the way, Elliot, but I <laughs> like but your inbox is the exact reason because I think it's a fifty fifty split here on how people feel about the Eichel saga, and it's like. I have a quote here. I said, Elliot, if they brought everybody to Western New- from Western New York for a parade for Jack out of town, I said half would hold his jerseys up and had the other half would be giving him the bird. And But that's sports, right? Like that's, that's fandom. It, it is sports. And it, it's, it's interesting because you said that about, uh, I read your 31 thoughts and you were talking about John Tortorella's comments too. And you're like, if that happens on, on the NBA channel with Shaq and Barkley, everyone's laughing and having fun with it. Yeah. But, Tortorella makes the comment about McDavid's got to change his game. And Craig actually talked about it that night when it happened. And, uh, and, and we had a very interesting conversation about it and people just want to rip his head off. I mean, it's, it's like, but that's why I want to know what your inbox you know what, said, though, the DMs. Think, it's like, cause I, people I believe, are like, vicious. But you know, I, I, I want to say this, like, I, I do want to say this. the vast majority of the DMs were really reasonable. Like they were, yeah. you always get a couple that are, you know, way over the line and you know, that happens. But, you know, the, the, like, I, I got a few Sabres fans who, like, I, I think you're too biased in favor of Eichel. Yeah. And if, like, if you're reasonable, I will try. Like, I can't engage with everybody. I'd like to. I can't. But there were a couple of people who I thought were really reasonable, and I engaged with them, and I explained my position, and, and they were good about it. They appreciate I engaged with them. But, like, I, I, like I, I get it. Like, I know Buff- how much Buffalo loves the Sabres. I, yeah. I get it. Like, I do. Buffalo is hockey intelligence. I'm going to tell you, it's a small market, but they have a huge, huge following and they're, they're not delusional in their team. They're hockey fans. Buffalo is an incredible market. It's one of the best in the national hockey league. And you can actually like people are, you know, with our podcast now and they're, they're tweeting us. And I, I read a lot of the comments and they're, they're, they're good constructive comments yeah, whether it's a little crit- whether it's a little criticism and what we're what we're saying i love that and it's it, it's great uh the, the fans here in buffalo really they're great do. fans they're they're great fans but i'm going to tell you this pd you said it was a 50 50 split okay i believe it's a 33 33 33 and what's the what's, what's the, the other one? What's, what's the other one? What's the other one? Th- one per- one third. They the don't follow other, hockey. The, <laughs> no, the other thirty-three are that they don't care. They think that the Sabers screwed it up. I, I gotta that, tell you, I bet you much less than thirty-three percent. Really? Care. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Because this, people love the like like the 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 point I'm making is that people love the sabers they love this they love hockey they're frustrated with the sabers right now 
but they love hockey. I like, you know, for the people who are listening to this, there's no way that 33% of Sabres fans don't care about this. No way. No way. Well, right. when I say don't care, it's like you have maybe they're 30, tired of it. 33% are they extremely are pissed off right now at the Sabres. What yeah. a what a bunch of idiots for trading Jack Eichel. Then there's the other 33% that they're like, we're getting Peyton Krebs. We're getting Alex Tuck. We're getting a first round draft pick. We, we need Jack gone so we can start this thing fresh. Because well, that's what I delight. agree with. Okay. But that's then there's the other 33% that's sitting there going, you know what? I'm just going to be Humpty Dumpty here. I don't really, they screwed up on Jack, but at the same time, they really don't care that they traded him. And they're just, you know what? Let's move on and, and, and just be happy. That's the other 33%. And I think there's a lot. I think there's a big, pretty big percentage in that too. I, I think yeah, the Buffalo fans that. listening to this podcast right now are probably irritated that we're talking about Jack again. I, in my opinion, I, that's what I feel, Elliot. I feel like people want to – I do. I think people want to move past it guy's so badly. guy's a generational badly. talent that's been here for six years, and I, even though he's not here anymore, they're always going to be following Jack because Jack was – Okay. The best hockey player to play in this uniform in a very, very long time. It just did not work out, and that's okay. You don't think that the Sabres fans are going to be watching Vegas Golden Knights? I, I when Jack is in, I'll be watching Vegas when Jack is in Vegas. I will. I, I will. I watched before. I watched before. Coincidentally enough, or ironically enough, or whatever you want to call it, uh, because of Tuck. But I will definitely watch a Vegas game now. Uh, with Jack there to see what happens. You, they're a pretty fun team to watch too, actually. They, they, they are. are. They are. Wait they till are that team gets healthy. Yeah. Yes. When they're all um, healthy. Wow. I think the other thing too is, and, and like generally, while I disagree with how this thing was handled, I think Buffalo's done a lot of really smart things. Um, you know, I, I, I generally feel that um, Adams he strikes me as a guy right now who's kind of willing to say, I know what I don't know. And uh, I think that's a really smart question that good executives ask. What don't I know? And, and how do I find out about it? You know, Jason Carmanos is a guy who has a really good repu reputation for knowing the league. Um, uh, you know, Sam Ventura, who you hired to run your analytics department, he, uh, he has a really good reputation. Like one of the things I've learned about the analytics community guys is that it's, it's very cutthroat. Like I think the media business is, is very cutthroat. And I've learned that the analytics business is very cutthroat because as the influence grows, there's a lot of people there who say, okay, my model's good. This other person, they suck. They don't know what they're talking about. And so when people say a lot, have a lot of good things said about them, I tend to believe they really know what they're doing. And, and Sam Ventura is, is one of those people. So like, I, I agree with you. I think it was important for them. And, you know, I'll, I'll say something else too about Don Granado. One of the things that uh, a few other teams have told me is that it's noticeable how much better Buffalo looks in terms of the way they play. You know, the, the results aren't always there. And I think we all kind of understand why that is, but the, the just, and you guys know this better than me. They say the structure the players knowing what their roles are, it's noticeably improved for the Sabres. It's, it's attitude. 
you can see when these players are playing on the ice that they're actually enjoying themselves. They enjoy working hard. They enjoy working for one another. If they lose, they all lose together. If they win, they all win together. It seems like they're having fun. And, and let me tell you, when you watch them play, Mm -hmm. there's, there's over half the players will not be on this team in two years. Mm-hmm, that's possible. Uh, or, like well over half, but mm-hmm. um, they they are enjoying themselves. They're working hard, and 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 Don Granado. Like I just said to Petey before the podcast today, I watched the Rangers game last night. Oh my lord, I can't even believe. Like it's like what is going on here with Buffalo sports on Sunday? Bills get oh, smoked, yeah. and the Sabers oh. lose with 0.7 seconds yeah. left. I'm like, what the heck? But I just said to Petey, I'm like. I can't believe how well this team plays with what they have. And I'm not disrespecting any of the players on the team, but with what Don Granado is working with and dealing with, he's done an exceptional job. The coaching sounds, staff sounds has like done an exceptional job. Very complimentary comment. Almost like a backhanded compliment, eh, Elliot? I mean. No, no, no. I understand what. I, understand I, I know, what I know, I know. I, what, I, then you want me to tell you what the second part when Elliot got on? <laughs> Of course, that's the part that we want to hear. Well, you didn't like the decisions of two of the players that were on the ice at the end of the game. It's ridiculous. Okay. Who were I'm they? I'm sorry, the but when, when, when you're one minute left in a game, there are certain players that should not be on the ice. And I repeat, should not be on the ice. And one of them is 100 minus, minus 132 in his career. Minus 132 in his career. Who is that? And he's on the ice. Jeff so Skinner. You can, go, you can go figure it out. I mean, Victor Olsson is a power play specialist. He's extremely talented. He's a great hockey player. But tell me, tell me why Zemgus Gergensen's not on the ice. Tell me why Caliposo is not on the ice. Please. One minute left in the game. We'll have to discuss that. We'll There's nothing to discuss. That. It's 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 a it's a wrong move. Okay, and it and it cost. You know what? Sometimes done. sometimes I like to rewatch the end of games when someone brings that up just to see what the flow was. I checked the play by play. There wasn't an icing. I'd have to relook at that. No question. But let's, here's let's, the thing: it, even if even if the 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 um the Rangers wouldn't have scored that goal, let's say they didn't score the goal, it is still a wrong move. You do not have those two players on the ice. If we're trying to score a goal, get them on the ice. Get those two players on the ice. I have no problem with that. But when you're, when you're trying to defend or, or, or make sure that you're not going to be scored on the last minute of the game, those are two players that should not be on the ice. Hey, we, we, we literally only have a couple more minutes with Elliot. Let's not waste it talking about the Sabres. I mean, that stuff, that's all. We can all – he doesn't want to talk just about the Sabres. Like, I, I want to – about whatever. It's your podcast. Well, I know, and you're very kind with that. And I know we don't want to take too much more of your time because um, we know that you're busy. But I, I just want to know if the, if the league could be looking at a fake vaccination card situation here. I don't, Riff was telling me about Antonio Brown. You got the Ottawa Senators, like – what what makes us believe? Well, that... that's that's why Evander Kane was suspended, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we that's that's the thing. And you do, you heard about the situation with Antonio Brown? I, I heard that, but in Tampa they're Bay, deni- they're denying it, right? Like I yeah. guess there was there was a report yesterday that Jay Glazer said that someone saw 
him get like, I, I, someone should just check what Jay Glazer's report was, but he basically threw cold water on that. Okay, so but, let's yeah. so, so let's when, just. Oh, but I'll, let me explain when the yeah. when the key thing happened. I did ask if there were any other inv active investigations underway into fake vaccination cards, and I, and I was told no. So you know, I maybe I should check again. I mean, you it's you know I did have people say to me, you can't imagine that he's the only one. But I asked if there were any other investigations, and um, I, I I heard no, and I haven't heard anything else like that at, at this point in time. One thing I've heard, you know, that I, I didn't think I'd re I did not think that when as we were slowly being able to get fans back into the stands, Elliot, that we would have attendance concerns in the NHL. Yep. How how big are the attendance concerns with number one the the escrow situation and the 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 salary cap and all that stuff like how concerned is everyone with the the attendance right now? Well, I think one thing I'm learning is that attendance right now in person is a is 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 not just a hockey problem. It's like an everywhere problem. The NBA is worried about it. Even the NFL's been worried about it. Um, you know, there's a lot of things here. There's a lot of things. It's first of all, you know, kid, it, it, like if you're worried about your kids not being vaccinated, there's people who won't go to games for that. Um, there's people who won't go to games because they don't want to be masked up the entire time. You know, some arenas won't let unvaccinated people in them. Um, some people just aren't comfortable being in big crowds. You know, someone pointed out to me, millions of people have died of COVID and you know, those are people who had tickets or maybe were fans. So, you know, and then there's the other factor of did people find that, you know, there are other things they wanted to do with their lives or they feel they're being priced out of games. Like, it's a big deal. I think the, the honest truth right now, Andrew, is that I don't think we know what the answers to all these questions are yet. I don't think we know where this is going. But the one thing I do hear a lot of, this is a bad year to have a bad year. Because if it, what you, yeah, what do you mean by that? Well, like if you're if you want people to come back into your building, are you either you got to have uh, Connor McDavid in there every night that says people I want to come into my watch this guy play, or you got to have a good team. Like if you have a bad team this year, it's a really bad year to have a bad team. I couldn't believe not that only are people not going to come this year. You're worried about your season tickets for next year. When Michael Jordan was playing and he was playing against a bad team where fans wouldn't go out and watch because the team sucked and maybe they were playing a team that they weren't interested in, the place was full to see Michael Jordan. Yes, 100%. I could not believe that even with the mandatory vaccination rules here in Buffalo and some of the other places that we've seen that Connor McDavid cannot sell out a hockey market like Buffalo. I was, I was blown away. I was like, it would be nice to see the building full. And it was well, also it close. hurts that how many of those because I guess that Canadian fans can come next week, yes. right? Next, like so that November hurts too. Like, yeah, how yeah, many yeah. people from just over the border would have come pouring in to see Connor McDavid? Well, 30 30 percent of yeah. the fans that are in the building, I think, come from from uh, Canada, correct? Yeah. But and even with those tickets years? being available to hockey fans here in this market, I couldn't believe that. I just couldn't believe McDavid. Like, I I guess maybe I'm I'm naive. I don't to think that 
that a, a player of that caliber, the greatest player maybe to ever play now is starting to maybe tweak my mindset toward it. Can't sell out stadiums on his own with dry sidle. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great question. It's so weird to me. Cause to me, it was always, you know, it, it wouldn't even be back in the day. You'd think that who's here tonight. Gretzky's here tonight. You know what I mean? Like it, it wouldn't even forget the team he was on. Gretzky's here. You know, Lindros is here. Yep. Lemieux's here. Yep. You know what I mean? And you just, I just, yeah, to me, I thought it was interesting. What is your biggest story going into your uh, 32 thoughts this week? And I like the little thing at the end there because you have a lot of people wondering if your blog's coming to an end. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. Last month was a little bit crazy. Um, uh, I, you know what? I don't know yet. I'm going to make some calls today. I mean, Vancouver is still a big story. There's no, I mean, they played pretty well last night, but they still lost. And it's not a time for moral victories. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's some, some things like I haven't had a lot of time to look at, you know, trade rumors and stuff like that lately, or what might, might be going on in certain situations. But I, I think there are some teams and it kind of goes back to what we talked about with, the, with attendance. I think there are some teams that um, are thinking about what we're going to do if this doesn't turn around quicker. And that's, that's kind of where we are. Well, I'll tell you where we are. We're at the end of our time with you. And we appreciate it as always, Elliot. It's always fantastic. Hair looks, you got a lot of uh, comments in the last, the last one <laughs> when you came on. I mean, it was, it was a solid uh, barrage of, of direct blows. I like that. I like that. I like, I like people having fun with that. Yeah. Well, Can I ask one question all... before you go? Yeah. I just want to ask about the Calgary Flames. Okay. It's, it, 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 for me, a, a team, a little bit of an eyebrow raise. They, they really kind of seem to struggle with identity and their top yep. players were, you know, uh, unhappy. And there was a lot of talk about trades and, you know, Johnny Goudreau could be gone and Monahan. What's going on there? I think there's a couple things. Number one, Markstrom is back on his team. And, you know, even the, the young kid, Vladar, like Vladar, that's actually been huge for them. The one thing about Sutter, you know, is that he plays a certain way and he makes it hard to score. And he, and if you don't do it well, I remember Harry Neal, he, one of the reasons he always said that Scotty Bowman was one of the best coaches was because Scotty Bowman said, you knew if you played for Scotty Bowman, if you didn't play well in the first 10 minutes, you weren't getting, oh, it's not your night. I'm not going with you, right? And I think Sutter's got a little bit of that. Oh, that guy's not going tonight. He's not going to play very much. What does he demand? He demands you protect the house and you forecheck hard. And what are they doing right now? They're protecting the house and they're forechecking hard. They've bought in. And the other thing, too, is they have a defenseman there, Oliver Shillington. So last year, that guy's on waivers. This year, he's been one of their best defensemen. Sutter clearly walked in there and said, okay, guys, clean slate, but if you play hard, you're going to play. And I think those guys see it. It's the best thing a coach can say. It's the I best thing a coach can say. Uh, you watching any Curb? You watching Curb, Elliot? You know what? I haven't, I haven't had a time to watch. I've been watching uh, between during hockey season. Um, you know, you watch a lot of games. I'm watching Succession. I'm okay. watching Yellowstone. And I've got to start catching up on Curb. I heard... The episode, I didn't hear about last night, but I heard last week was incredible. Okay, last week was incredible. Don't, how many ep- don't how many, ruin it. Don't how many seasons it. are, are... This are, is the 11th season, and there are four yeah, episodes yeah. in. Last week, I didn't see last night. Last week, that, yeah. last yeah. week, absolutely incredible. But the week before that, 
Leon comes up with this idea. It's don't, like, don't, don't, oh don't, my don't, God. don't, don't, It's the, the, the don't, show, it's don't. mini bar. The, 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 the episode Stop title it. is, is mini bar. That's just, that's the episode title. It's mini this bar. Is, this is offside. It's too much information. Yeah, okay. Offside. His, his invention for the mini bar. Oh, come on. Stop. Had okay, me absolutely pissing later. myself bye. laughing all by bye. myself at home. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Ellie just twit. Ellie just clicked off our show. Uh, you just ruined curb form. Well done. Well, that's you know what's amazing is I actually haven't ruined anything. But do you want to know Thanks. what happened? Because you don't you don't care. Okay, but stop for a second. Let's just go. How many seasons of Curb are there? Eleven. Okay, and when was when was there that time lapse where it went like it started in what? It was what between year? episodes or seasons. Seven, I think. No, it was episode seasons uh, either nine and ten, or it wasn't ten and eleven. It was might have been eight and nine. There was like ten years in between. Okay, yeah. Because do you yeah. remember we 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 were talking about this a long time ago? And yeah. I started, and I made the, I made a big mistake telling you to go all the way back. I ended up watching all of them. Yeah. And then I skipped the 10 years and started watch. I think I was, uh, I think I watched the first season after the 10 year skip. So I've got to do some catching up on this curve because I really liked it. I thought it was unreal. Leon black is the, is the best character I think ever written into any show in the history of shows. So just, just know that. And this, this season right now is, it's it's unbelievable. That's that's all I'll say. I, I I don't know how you spoil it, like because Curb has so many different storylines going on within the show, and then much like Seinfeld, right at the end, they all circle back and it all it all connects. I saw Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, do stand up probably. I don't know. I was I think I was living in Rochester back in 2010, 11. Uh, when I was doing a short stint with the Amherst. And I, I, I remember going there and he started, and I don't, I don't remember him swearing at all, to be honest with you. I think the whole thing was clean and you never knew where he was going. And he just kept like, just these stories just kept on like moving on and moving on and moving on. And then all of a sudden, they like he wraps it all up and he goes and that's how you know all the way back to the start so it's all and then you kind of realize it's like it's all one big kind of yeah you know it's not just like a bunch of different like a lot of comedians you'll see they'll get up there and they'll just they'll go and they'll you know hit their points and then they'll they'll transition but they transition so well but this was all yeah connected and it was in the same with the curb episode you know, you have so many different things going on, but then they're all connected somehow. just like Seinfeld. Well, guess it's, what? It's, that's what makes it so brilliant. I was going to go blow some leaves. That was the, the big part of my day today. No, enjoy I'm, your glorious uh, Monday. It might be the last one you have. Yeah. I think I'm going to uh, watch some curb. All right. Well, on that note, listen, I'm just going to say this and I'm, we're leaving this on. I'm not editing this out. Next time we have Elliot on, if we want to talk sabers or something, but you know, like I'm not saying he doesn't want to, but it's like he's got so much other shit that he's up to date on that we can pick his brain on. He doesn't need to hear your thoughts on who should be on the ice and who shouldn't. He doesn't give a shit about that. Yeah, he does. 
Well, he does because he's yeah, he polite. Does. He does because he's polite. And he does because I think that he's listening, getting your opinion. And I think he values your opinion. But I just think that, you know, we could have utilized that. You can seven sit minute, there and listen. Seven he can sit there and listen sabers. so I can get it off my chest, okay? Yeah, that's fine. I'm just, I'm actually, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm clicking serious. out too. I'm okay. clicking out. All right. See ya. Episode 14. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Thought you were clicking out. I knew you didn't have it in you. I knew. Cause you know why? You know why you don't want to click out? Cause you want to stay on. You want to talk some more after you're so, full oh, of I want to talk you're, some more. You're so full of shit. That's a wrap on another episode of after the whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter after the whistle. And at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us as you already know on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.